Friends, it's such a joy to be with you again on another episode of Real Woman with Nikkei Adeyemi. I'm so excited because it's just a pure, you know, privilege and pure joy to come into your homes, you know, wherever you are watching from at this time. Thank you for joining in on whatever station you're watching right now. I want you to sit back, call your friends, send them a message, tell them to tune in right now so they can catch what is going on. I believe this episode is going to be a major blessing to you because I have a very special guest in the house. So sit back and I'll be back right after this. You are an awesome God. From the beginning of time, there has never been and there will never be anyone like you jehovah you are powerful you are merciful father i praise you and i worship you for you alone deserve all the glory Welcome back. I have with me Pastor Nancy Dozier yes. in the house. Hello. Nancy is an amazing woman of God, you know, based in Atlanta, Georgia. And we're going to be talking about a lot of truth that's going to help us. Yes. We're going to talk about decreeing a thing. Mm -hmm. Nancy believes that, you know, you must open your mouth and declare it. Yes. She is very militant about this. <laughs> and many of us as Christians, we know that we must speak life. We must always say it out, not just think it. There's a place to meditate on the word, but there is also the place to speak it yes. out. There's a place to talk to God and say, God, I want this. Bless me with this. But there's a place to arise and speak forth what we want. Yes, right. Absolutely. And I know that that is really up her street. We're going to talk about that and a couple of other things that would really bless us and be life-changing. So here is Nancy, Pastor Hi. Nancy. Yes. So good yes. to have Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Pastor Nikkei. It is a blessing. I am so honored um, to be beautiful in your presence. Inside and you out. are beautiful. You are. <laughs> 
And it's just an honor, you know, as, as a millennial, as a young person, um, I, I count it a privilege because, you know, there aren't many um, leaders in the body of Christ who interest themselves, honestly, you know, in some of us younger ones, you know, to pour into us and I'm to exemplify. Yes, ma'am. what you all are carrying as well. <laughs> amen, amen. And I believe that there is um, a joining of the generations because mm. it's going to take um, all of us, you know, to advance the kingdom and to fulfill mm. the Great Commission. Yes. Um, there's something that you have that I need. Mm. There's something that I have that you need. Um, the so Bible sure. says that it says, you know, and I'm not calling you old, but mm. the Bible says old men will dream dreams and mm. young men will have visions, mm. you know, so it takes the joining of both True. generations mm. to advance the kingdom of God. So True. it's just an honor for me, mm. um, you know, to be able to be in your presence. I've oh. learned so much. Um, and I continue to learn so much. So it's an honor. I'm glad to be here. Wow. Amazing. We'll jump right in. But before that, I'm still tempted to say one or two things. Because I remember when you came to meet me and say, okay, you wanted to get that. I was like, okay, who is this person? But I really loved your spirit in the sense that you were deliberate about saying you wanted to you know, meet me yes. and you know draw from. And that was really so good because I was thinking that even in a place like the U.S. now and even in Christendom and everything, I'm not sure you have people. I mean, the people like that, and there are a lot of people that keep hovering around you. I want to see you, I want you to, but Nancy just kept, hers was about like adding value as well. I don't yeah. know, it was just so liberating for me. Came with the yeah. gift, came, but I was like, wow. So viewers, you know that most um, guests I have on this, um, show most, not all, but most, especially in recent times, have been about younger people, mm -hmm. have been about millennials, have even been about um, even my own youngest daughter has been on the show, yes. only um, 16, going on 17. But because I saw that she had that thing and all my kids, she was the one that was willing to like, so I had her on the show, I was like, what's happening in your world yes. and you know and it was such a blessing yes so i count it a privilege um to have you here as well thank you um because um i don't want to blow my horn but maybe i'm a little bit wise in realizing oh, that it's not just about we older having what to offer or telling you guys or oh, yeah you get to come on my show but it's about us also being in their space yeah and getting to know what is going on. What is the latest? I yes. mean, not just the latest in terms of <laughs> how we look and how we do, you know, and stuff, but the latest also in terms of, hey, what is God saying? Amen. see the Spirit of God. And I'm not saying that, hey, we are become Eli's. We'll not be Eli's in Jesus', in Jesus name, name, God forbid. In Jesus' name. You know, but I think it's also a way to have a sneak peek in what yes. is going on cutting yeah. edge. Because it's not just about the Spirit, but what is also going on contemporary. And I always tell my generation that if we don't get to lean in on what is going on in their generation with them, will be cut off and will just be on your own. And if you don't get into their space, they won't tell you there's anything going on or anything wrong. They'll just be like, let them go on with their good selves. They yes. would not until they are asked. And not just being asked, there has to be trust. 
that you don't just want to like use it but you genuinely love them and they let you be in their space and you know what's going on so it's when you know what's going on that you can even say i want to pray about this yeah when you know what's going on with young people even the weirdest things that are going on if you do not know then you don't have any prayer point. that's it that's then it. you don't have any prayer point that's you know? it. so the world has really changed it's not about judging and that brings me to we're still going to talk about decreeing things with your mouth but that just brings me a little bit into that story of Miriam and Martha. And I'm not going into it now, but as yeah. I began to speak, I realized that, you know, Martha came to Jesus and said, can't you tell my sister to come and serve with me? Right. She was serving in the kitchen, preparing food. She welcomed Jesus into her house and she was judging her sister because she felt she was right. She was the older woman, but not I don't think she was much older than Martha, right. but she was the one that had the house. Martha was, Mary was living with her. So I imagine she was slightly older, but maybe not old enough to be so old Yeah. to be Mary's mother. But she was slightly older. She felt she, she knew more things. She had more things. She had worked hard. She owned the house and all of that. But the intriguing thing to me there is that she was judging her and she came to Jesus and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and she was yeah. like, Jesus, she didn't even talk to Mary like, come and help me in the kitchen. She was like, went straight Jesus, to Jesus. Yes. Tell her, don't you care that she's supposed to come and help me in the yeah. kitchen? And Jesus was like, he had to call her like twice. Martha, dear Martha, message her. So she says, you are so wrong. Wow. Right now on this one, maybe at other times, but at this point in time, you are off point. Wow. Actually, Mary has chosen the, the best, best part, part that will not be taken away from her. So My God. serving is good, but at this point in time, yes. Mary is right and you need to learn from her. Wow. What intrigues me is not the fact that Mary sat at his feet, she was learning the word and that's fine. And Martha was cooking. Hmm. If Martha was cooking, she could have said, Mary, okay, you better take notes very well so that you can tell me everything he said because i believe my purpose right now is to be serving, serving and i'm doing it with joy so yes. you are going to give me the feedback but she was judging her and that was the so i kind of remember that story because if mary is the younger one this hmm. older woman is thinking that mary is so wrong wow and that could represent anything yes it could represent hanging out maybe in an unorthodox way and you're reading your Bible and you have the phone and an older person comes and says, are you sure you're studying the Bible? <laughs> what are you doing with your phone? I say, mom, yes. the, because we've concluded that it's a movie or it's something yes. else or it's Instagram, but it's the Bible because yes. we have our Bibles on our phones now. Yes. You know? So again, I don't want to be judgmental. I want to be able to be in that space to know what's going on. Yeah. Not, but she thought Mary was wrong. Yeah. And she had concluded and judged her. Wow. Only to find out in front of everybody, the disciples, everybody having to be told, sorry, you're the one that was wrong. Mm. And Jesus didn't judge her. If not, he would have gone to the kitchen or he would have sent someone to her and say, go call Martha. She needs to sit here. That's right. She needs to be here. But he left her. That's right. You know, he left, but when she now came to accuse him, ah, no. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, how do you see yeah. that? I mean, just There's, versus that relationship, yeah. the older, the younger. There's so much um, in there um, that, and I love that passage. Like one of the things that stands out to me is um, that 
the response that Jesus gives Martha um, it doesn't happen until she comes to him. Yes. And there's something mm. about so many of us that want to hear from God. Mm. We want instruction from God. We want to know what's my future. Who am I going to marry? Oh. What school am I going to go to? What degree should I pursue? What is my life, you know, intend to be? And it's mm. not until we come to him. Mm. It's not until we show up to the place where he is. Will God come to you? Will God come chasing you? Of course. But there's something about the ability to pursue his presence, step. taking the step and going to where he is that will incite a response from God. And so that's one of the things that I see in that passage you know, and then just like the beauty, like there's a wonder in Mary just beholding him, you know, this incredible moment that they're having, this fellowship that they're having where, you know, every word Forget that's everything. proceeding out of his mouth, you know, she's just there, just catching, just drinking, Getting forgetting food, everything. Forgetting. Yes. This and, is my and life. This is your life by bread, bread alone. alone, you know, but by every word that proceeds out of his huh. mouth, huh. you know, because that's life. Wow. And, and Mary, um, what I see in her was the ability to discern your moment. Hmm. She had the ability to discern the moment. There's a scripture that says that, um, you know, the children of Israel like, missed the hour of their, their visitation. visitation. The thing that they had been praying for, the thing that they had been wanting, the thing that mm -hmm. had been prophesied, that they had been longing for for years yes. showed up, up and they missed it. <laughs> and so Martha you know, this thing that had been promised, this relationship, this abundance is so in your granted. house. She took it for right granted. There. And she is cooking. But in her heart, I believe she had the best intention. In her heart, I believe, yeah, yeah, she was, you know, being Hospitable, being a great welcome. host and, yes. and, and wanting to welcome everybody, take care but of it's everybody. Just like she was doing it grudgingly. Yes, and, and, and we know the scripture says that we ought to serve the Lord with Be gladness. Be a cheerful giver. Yes. She was not cheerful. She, was, she wasn't cheerful, you that know, and, and because what can, can tend to happen is we sometimes can begin to judge other people's devotion according to our own. So ah, if I feel like I'm it. giving a hundred and I'm looking at you and I feel like you're not giving a hundred, then I can get upset and I'm judging you like you must not love God as oh, much as I do. You must not be as saved as I am. You know, but we have to understand that every one of us have a portion in God. And Mary in that moment was taking hold of her portion. She recognized that I may I may not ever get another moment, moment. like this. You know, and that's what that's why worship is so important. Oh, that's then, why, uh, you know, worshiping God, getting on your face. You just never know what is going to come out of come his on. mouth. Mm. And while you have the opportunity, why not just be still? Be still. Why not just be still and just allow him to speak into your life? That's allow him it. to bring revelation. Sometimes we have questions and things that we're wondering about. Mm. And in just that moment of being still, still. Not, not praying in tongues, not nothing, <laughs> just meditating Listen. on his goodness, the answer comes. That's right. Because he That's is right. the answer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I talk about worship. Because Mary was always, um, she sat at his feet and listened. Yes. But in John, I think, chapter 11, 
Fast forward to when their brother Lazarus was sick. Yes. And they sent for Jesus. Jesus didn't come on time until Lazarus died. I mean, the whole village must have been like, wow. And this man calls himself your best, your, your friend, or yeah. you call him your friend. I mean, we know how he will come by your house and eat, you know, yes. with his disciples. So we all know you guys were close. close. How come he didn't show up for you? <laughs> how right. come in your time of need? You know, how come you all are not married yet? How come that we haven't seen this? How come that means that, mm, wow, with all your serving God, you come keep on. going about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We know you are the Jesus people. And your brother's sick. I mean, wasn't he the friends? He was friends with the three of you, two sisters, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. I yes. mean, and then he couldn't show up. Wow, where's your Jesus now? My God. So they must have been tempted to feel ashamed. But I would say never be ashamed on behalf of God. No. That's right. Never be apologetic. I think many of us are faced with that. Maybe you're broke and people know that you've been serving God for a long time. Yes. So where's your God now? So he's alive and well and he's on the throne. Yes. The problem is not with him. The problem is never with him. <laughs> it's not with him. Never He'll come through. Him. Every and even time, if he does not come through, he's still good. And he is still, still God. God. But it takes God. It takes <laughs> knowing God. It takes being secure to be able to reply critics, to be able to stand in the face of those looks mm. of people judging you that we see you serving God, but we don't see the commensurate blessing. Yeah. We don't see the reward. We know the reward is still coming. It yeah. seems to tarry, seems to delay, but how do you hold up? without feeling small or ashamed on behalf of God or having to explain to people because it's none of their business. So they must have been in that situation. Absolutely. And I think mother was terribly, maybe really even more ashamed than Mary because I'm not sure if she had enough of word in herself. But when Jesus finally showed up, Lazarus was dead and buried. And then Jesus finally showed up. She heard he was afar off. She got up and went to meet him and said, if you had come, yes, my, my brother, brother will not have died. And then he said, I, I am, you know, I'm the resurrection and the life. She said, I know on the last day you raise him up. But Jesus was trying to say, even now, even I will now. raise him up. But she couldn't even believe, she couldn't even imagine. She thought he was gone and gone. Yeah. And Jesus was talking about raising him up he said i know on the last day he will be raised up into heaven you know and all of that we know the yes. scriptures but jesus was the scriptures i think were in her head but the ones in her heart and yeah. i'm not judging her but i think she didn't sit down enough yeah that's good. like some of us that's good like some of us she didn't sit down enough so it was so shaky that's good but when she could not sufficiently make him feel bad just like she couldn't make him feel bad in the house when she said don't you care, my sister? <laughs> the Bible says she just left him and went back yes. to the house and told Mary and said, the teacher is calling you. And mm-hmm. that was a lie. Jesus didn't say, go and call Mary. Jesus yes. was coming to the house of mourning. Yeah. So Mary got up and went. But she used those same scriptures. That's another thing. Nancy, it always, I never get over it. Because when you mentioned worship, then that triggered of that part for me. Because when Mary got to where Jesus was, Jesus was, was walking to their house. Yeah. And went, but when Martha said, he's calling you, she got up and went. Yes. And when she met Jesus, she said, if you had come, 
my brother will not have died. But the Bible says she fell at his feet. Come on. Saying, if you had come, my brother would not have died. So whenever I read that part, I get goosebumps. I feel like Mary and the feet of Jesus. Yeah. She sat at his feet to hear his words. She's, she bowed at his feet to worship. Because mm -hmm. that's why you said that worship. In her pain, she still worshiped him. Yes. And that challenges me a lot. Because when I'm in pain or I'm going through stuff, that tests my worship. And when I remember this, I'm like, okay. Mary in her pain still worshipped. She was not still angry worship. like Martha was angry. And Martha yeah. had a right to be angry. You let Lazarus die on us. Yeah. And the whole world that we are the talk of town. My God. <laughs> but it's not your reputation. It's God's reputation That's that is right. at stake. Yeah. Whether he does the miracle or not, he is God. Yes. But yeah. I think she had to, she felt she had to. But I think Mary was just, she worshipped. I think she, Mary, and she, she didn't even say, I'm not worshipping you. I don't know, you've offended. She worshipped. She just worshipped. But if you had come. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If he had been there, Lazarus wouldn't. I mean, he was sick, so he would have healed him. Yeah. But Lazarus actually went on to die. Yeah. And this was now four days. <laughs> it was. He and was Martha was saying tomb. to Jesus, like, I, she said, no, he's four days. He's thinking. Yes. It's, it's powerful, it's though. It's powerful. Um, Mary's posture, posture, her posture, yes, her heart posture. posture is worship. Amazing. It's amazing how for so many of us, we have uh, an automatic setting. You know, mm. for those of us that are into technology, if you have a phone, you buy your phone, there are settings that are automatic mm. on your phone, they right? They come a certain kind of way. And I think that mm. Mary in her pursuit of God and her pursuit of relationship with Jesus mm. developed an automatic setting. Setting, setting which was worship Shift. and so mm. when you can cultivate the secret place Ooh. when you can cultivate mm. knowing the face of god chasing after him as a deer pants for the water, water brook, so my soul longs after you when that becomes your automatic setting hmm. that's how you're able to stand in the midst of adversity that's how people will be looking at you aren't you embarrassed aren't you aren't you, aren't you ashamed you know your brother died you were expecting this to happen mm. and it didn't happen you were expecting the promotion you didn't get the job you were expecting you know to get the million dollar contract and it didn't happen oh so you're still here worshiping but what they don't understand is now that is my automatic setting, setting. I am accustomed. I am familiar with the That's secret right. place. Mm. So if I'm happy, I'm on my knees. If I'm sad, I'm on my knees. If I'm mm. wounded, I'm broken, I'm going to be worshiping. That it is, is my automatic setting. setting. And it is something that you must decide. It is a to, choice. To upfront. That's it is a choice because what you see there also is the type of relationship that Mary had with Jesus mm. allowed her the freedom to essentially say whatever she wanted to. Mm. You know, can you imagine Jesus, the King of glory, and you're kind of almost pointing fingers and hmm. point, you know, if you had been here, but she says it in the posture Such of worship. worship. That's it. In the posture. She says it not in the pridefully, posture. Exactly. Not, not judging you, not no. judging God, not blaming, but just expressing, expressing her heart. She didn't hold back exactly. the pain. She didn't hold back the pain. But she still said, it's still like, but you're still God. You're still God. Irrespective of you're still God. God. You're still God. You're still God. I won't God. say because of this, I will no longer worship That's you. That's it. My worship for you is not conditional. That's it. She That's had it. enough word in her. Mm -hmm. mm. 
And when we can do that, when our worship is not, like you said, conditional, when our worship isn't based on what God does for us, but who he is, is, you know, that he is the Alpha and Omega. He told him, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. You know, when our worship is about him and not what we can get from him and we're not trying to manipulate ourselves, you know, manipulate the hand of God and we're worshiping him for what we can get from him. When your perspective shifts and it's just about who he is, that's when the miracles happen. That's when he begins to move. That's when the stone is rolled away. Oh, my God. And that is a place of grace. I don't know if Martha was thinking, okay, with all the food I cook for him when he comes, (laughs) with all the giving. Yeah. Good to give. Yeah, we should give God, honor him with our substance, but not use that as a, you know, I'll be in the kitchen when he's a, I'll cook for him and all his disciples. Yeah. And what's there, he couldn't even yeah. show up for Lazarus. He you can... know what's interesting? Oh. The scripture says that um, God is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently seek, seek him. him. It didn't say of them that diligently even serve him. Seek. Seek him. It's Ooh. different, right? So because we can be serving God, we can no be, I'm, I'm an usher, I'm on the, uh, the choir, ah. I serve in the children's ministry, I help the homeless, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do that. And we almost wear seeking. it as some kind of badge, you know, to say, I deserve the goodness of God. I just, of course, if God is going to move for anybody, he will be move me. for me, Ooh. right? But it doesn't say that he rewards the servants. He what? rewards the seekers. Because when you're seeking, your service is funneled through your seeking. Seeking. Wow. You are an awesome God. From the beginning of time, there has never been, and there will never be anyone like you, Jehovah. You are powerful. You are merciful. Father, I praise you, and I worship you, for you alone deserve all the glory. I pray for that person out there you might be overwhelmed you might really be in a place where you feel you know your spiritual life or your life seems to be ebbing away you seem to be in a limbo nothing much is happening happening you feel the fire dwindling i'd like to pray with you that that desire to get back into the word into the presence of god to desire the milk of the word or the meat of the word that you may grow thereby i pray for 
listeners, Father, right now, those who need to get back into the basics of meditation in the word, of reading your word, of speaking your word, Father, with boldness. Lord, many are going through the motions, but I pray, Lord God, that you will baptize and immerse them once again in the fire of your word, Father, and you will not leave them to themselves, that they will come out burning with zeal for you, for your presence, and they will begin to see changes in their lives and in the environment. Thank you, Lord, for doing just that and even beyond that which we have asked. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, till I come your way again, keep shining. Bye for now. such a joy to be with you again on another episode of Real Woman with Nikki at DME. I'm so excited because it's just a pure, you know, privilege and pure joy to come into your homes, you know, wherever you are watching from at this time. Thank you for joining in on whatever station you're watching right now. I want you to sit back, call your friends, send them a message, tell them to tune in right now so they can catch what is going on. I believe this episode is going to be a major blessing to you because I have a very special guest in the house. So sit back and I'll be back right after this. You are an awesome God. From the beginning of time, there has never been and there will never be anyone like you, Jehovah. You are powerful. You are merciful. Father, I praise you, and I worship you, for you alone deserve all the glory. create thing creating the world with your words and i just want us to talk a little bit about 
decreeing a thing and creating our world with our words. Yes. Mm. This is my cup. <laughs> She's not sharing yeah. her coffee. <laughs> yes. And because it's also a back to basics thing, so we might as well talk about it. Yes. We've been talking about being still. We've been talking about sitting. We've been talking about worship. We've been talking about taking in the word and sometimes forgetting all the noise and the cooking and the serving. Yeah. Um, this is another basic thing where we must speak. As believers, we cannot keep our mouths yeah. closed. That's right. The word we know, the word we've taken in, when do we speak it out so that the enemy will flee, so that even we ourselves, we hear it yes. back. Yes. I know it's in Job. He said, decree a thing. And it shall be established. So and let's speak about that. And the scripture before that, didn't he say something like, acquaint yourself now with God? Yes. Acquaint. Yep. And then you shall decree a thing. Yes. So again, I think that's tying us into, if you're not acquainted, you're Come not decreeing on. nothing. It's going to be empty. Come on. There's no power in it. There's no power in There's it. No so seek it. him, acquaint, be close, go forth and decree. It will yes. be powerful. Yeah. Talk more about it, well, especially it's, for our viewers. Yeah. So I wrote this book um, just to kind of share a little bit about what God has taught me about the power that is in our tongue. I tell people mm. all the time that there is a miracle in your mouth. Mm. Um, and that's something that the Lord has had to teach me just to, through some things that I've gone through. My family mm. has gone through. Mm. Um, I've watched God cancel a funeral um, just by the power of the decree, uh, the power of declaring legal decrees. Wow. And when I use the terminology legal decrees, mm. um, I found that through the word of God, there's a lot of illegal language hmm. when it talks about the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Right. That's a courtroom setting. Hmm. It says that Jesus is our advocate. Okay. That is a courtroom setting. It hmm. says, uh, even in the book of Psalms, enter his hmm. gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with, with praise. praise. So it paints this picture all throughout the word of God that there is a courtroom in heaven that God the Father is our righteous judge, hmm. which then means that as his people we are invited into his courtroom mm -hmm. to plead our case yeah and how we do that is by the word of God so if the enemy is accusing us mm -hmm. right how do we then stand up for ourselves That's what right. is the testimony yeah. that we are able to offer and it is the mm -hmm. word of God mm -hmm. and so we are created in the image and likeness of God yeah. God spoke everything that is into, into existence me. right Holy Spirit he did <laughs> and we are made with that same DNA and so it is up to us to declare the word of God to yeah. our finances to our health, to our marriage, to our bodies. Sometimes mm. we let people speak crazy things, things. over our lives. <laughs> you know, we mm. let we allow people to speak crazy things over our children and our our ministries, and mm. and we're just sitting there, mm. never counteracting by speaking. You know, mm. so it's like if you go to the doctor today and they tell you, well, you know, <laughs> you're gonna die. Instead of breaking down, you've got to decide. I'm not breaking down. I'm gonna break through. Mm. By speaking by back. speaking the word of God. Mm -hmm. There's something about the breath of God in your mouth. mouth. The pneuma, the spirit well, of God. But then what do you speak? What you speak is the word of God. That and what it. you do is you speak it back to God. You take then it in. 
you take it in, the word of God is incorruptible seed, right? Mm. So we know that seed has to bear. It has to produce. Mm. David said, once has God spoken and twice have I heard heard. that all power belongs to God. Now, I'm not a big mathematics (laughs) person, but I can see that God spoke once, but you're hearing something twice. twice. How did that happen? Well, Holy Spirit allowed me to understand that that happens because when the word is planted, it becomes that seed that's incorruptible. And when it produces, I am going to hear the word again because the second time I hear it, it's coming out Out of of my my own mouth. And I'm resounding back to God what he already said. testifying back to him what he already said and so that is powerful because when we speak the word of God your Mm. environment has Mm. to become conducive to the word Mm. the enemy has to now obey the word of God because even him he has no choice Choice. but to obey the word of the Lord when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness you know the enemy came to him with all these different things Mm. you know worship me bow to me I'll give you this I'll do this for you Jesus said the word he said and the word and yeah. the word and, and the word. word it is written it, it is, is written. written it is written yeah so if jesus himself had to speak the word and that was the key to his that was the key to his victory mm. i'm convinced that there are so many believers who lack so, victory because we will not open speaking. our mouths mm. we waiting on the pastor to do it for you mm. we waiting on the pastor's wife to lay mm. hands on our small group leader to do it and god is like i've given you the word the book of romans says the mm. word is near you it's yes. in your, your mouth. mouth amazing yeah. So friends, it's time to start speaking again. Some of us have just, you know, remained closed mouth. That's Why? Right. We have to. This is really, really basic. And I like the part where you said or you reminded us that God spoke into existence. Yeah. Let there be. Let there be. It was formless with void come on and he said let there be so he gave us the pattern yes he, he did. gave us the template so we are speaking beings yes we've got to speak confidently yes the word of god not just, oh well maybe if he wants to do it no i decree come on that it is done it is done. in jesus name. in jesus name it is so <laughs> that is so powerful and full of fire I want to just, you know, take time to reach out and talk to those of us that are watching. Maybe the fire in your life is, you know, going out, Mm -hmm. ebbing out. The flames are dwindling and you don't seem to be able to know what to do about it. This is a major key. But I would say dive for the word. She said earlier, as the deer pants after the water brooks, so my soul pants after you. The deer... Why the deer was used in that psalm, Psalm 46, I think, is the story of the deer is the deer, the, the, the animals, wild animals in the jungle, the lions, the leopards, they go after the deer. Yes. The deer is juicy meat for them. But when they go after a deer, they go for the neck mm. because they know that if they can bite the neck Jesus. where the um, there's a an artery there mm. where blood flows the most. Once that is bitten, not the leg, if they bite the leg, it won't die. It will just limp and, you know, heal. But if, when, it, when they go for the, the side, neck. the neck, Jesus. it literally bleeds to death 
within you know minutes within a show wow. so the deer knows that when he is bitten he runs for the nearest brook because when he runs to the streams the bleeding will stop My and he will be able to live we must always be near the word of god yes and that's why it says planted by the river i'm like a tree yes. flourishing flourishing i mean we, we must never be far from the word of god I've resolved now in recent times that I, it's my life. Yeah. I mean, there are times we get laid back and like, okay, I'm reading the word, but there are times we must say, hey, girl, don't <laughs> sleep on this. This thing is your very life. Yeah. So I think he wants us to have that picture like the deer who is eyeing that stream. Like, I've been bitten, but if I can get if to I that stream, it's to like if word. I can die for cover. Come on. If I can get to the word, so good. the bleeding will stop. That is so powerful. let every bleeding stop. In let Jesus healing name. begin. But yes. you must be close to the river, to the water of life. And it is the word. And that's what we see in Mary as well. She's sat. But what Nancy is telling us now is that speak that word because yeah. i think i've been heavy on yeah i speak and all that but again being heavy on taking in the word i must meditate on the word of i study the word i must take it in but if i'm not speaking it out militantly yes. then i'm not maximizing the full deliverance that the word should give me or that mm. the change that should happen in my life so, oh, i studied my word this morning i read my little bible some scriptures but what did you say yes. as a result of that that will make the enemy scamper yes. to his heels because he doesn't know you've taken in anything until you speak it out until you speak it and i love the image that you that is so powerful about the deer you know rushing running to the water brook because it causes the bleeding to stop, stop. the other thing also that's key about deer is when they are being chased by those wild animals anim- those wild animals operate by scent hmm. and so they can track the deer's <laughs> scent but when that deer gets to the water those animals lose their scent and so for those of us that sometimes you know you come under demonic attack and it's almost as if like the enemy is like a demonic hound dog following you and there's a bullseye on your life there's a bullseye on your body a bullseye on your mind if you can get to the water the enemy Mm, has no choice but to lose your scent he won't find you anymore he can't find you that's why david said i can hide in the word he said i can hide in the pavilion in the secret place of the most high we're having church we're having good church (laughs) you know so i mean there's something so powerful about the word of god you talked about psalm chapter one it says that you know blessed is the man um yeah who who uh who's like that tree that's planted Planted by by the the rivers the rivers of living water and it says that his leaves will not wither Wither. and that he will bear fruit in every season season. do you know how important that is child Mm. of god because in our culture, okay. in our church culture, we have this thing, oh, this is my season. So if this is your season, that means that the other one wasn't your season <laughs> and the next one isn't your season. But this scripture is telling us that when you're planted, you're bearing fruit. You're like an evergreen. All around. You're bearing mm. fruit in every season. Whoa. So if there's drought in the land, guess what I'm doing? I'm bearing, I'm bearing fruit. fruit. Hallelujah. That is amazing. Yeah. So we must be loaded with God's word. Amen. So we can speak. So when the enemy squeezes us, what is going to come out? The word. The word should come out. (laughs) Amazing. So, Nancy, how do you, I mean, just being this 
powerhouse of a millennial that you are and how do you balance everything? One of the things that I do to create balance is I I pursue opportunities to learn. Yeah. I pursue relationships that make me better. Mm. Um, people that I can, even if I can't ask them questions, but I can watch them. Watch. Mm. I can listen. Um, I can read a book. Yes. I can study. Reading. Um, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I need a mentor and I know one will mentor me. Well, you can pick up a book, <sighs> you know, you can pick up a book um, and, and allow for that to begin to challenge your thinking, to enlarge your, 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 your mind. Um, and so that's one of the ways that I you know read someone's me, book. You've yes. been mentored by them at that point in yes, time. Absolutely. And if you want more, go for their go next for book, more. go to their YouTube. Yes. Go follow to them go to their conference go to their events you know because i think sometimes mm. we want to have a pity party but we're not making uh, we're not taking the steps to they don't uh, strengthen ourselves they don't have to know you no. or know you yet but you're already drawing yes you know for me um i i make it a point you know i pick up books i you know, I will tell my husband, I've got to go to this conference. i got to, you know, and of course you can't do those kind of things all the time. So you plan, um, yeah. you use wisdom, um, mm. but also just if I don't spend time with God, I can tell. <laughs> if I don't Same spend here. time, yeah, if I don't spend time, you know, I'm nervous, I'm aggravated, I'm easily upset, easily emotional. Um, you know, I have difficulty making <laughs> Joyce decisions. Joyce in the morning, I need to have my word and my coffee. Yes, my <laughs> Well, I do kale. I do uh, green do juice. Kale. <laughs> I mean, if a woman of God at that level and that age is there, I've got to have that. If not, it's going to be cranky. believers just in addition to what you said is just to be that breath of fresh air mm-hmm. to the market in the marketplace just yes. be the breath of, let the excellence speak but you are the one that knows as a believer where that excellence is coming from because the spirit of god the spirit of jesus is a spirit of excellence spirit of excellence oh lord our god how excellent is your, your name. name he said even to daniel that he had an excellent spirit so the governor pre- preferred him above all other magicians, all the people. Yeah. Can you imagine they lumped him with the magicians and the <laughs> because it looked like the manifestations were the same. Come on. You know, call for all the magicians, let them interpret the dreams, let them, you know. Yes, and there are people that like see us all the same. Oh, you're a woman of God and this. I also, I also know this other it's a spiritualist. Mm-hmm. You know, he sees things. He yes. you know, but so it looks similar, but so that's why they said send for all the magicians and Daniel too, you know. Yes. But he had an excellent spirit, and that's how the promotion came. Yes. So you all go to where your anointing Amen. is. Amen. Go to where your grace is. Yes. 
may not be able to do TV like this. <laughs> I'm in my element here when I'm before the cameras. I'm not shy or shaky or whatever because I just feel like, okay, I'm doing my thing, yeah. but people are watching and they'll be. It's for me, it's been real. Yeah. That's what works for me. That's it's right. been real. I'm not even conscious that people are watching, but I know what they're watching is blessing you. Amen. That's it. But for you, someone else, you might need to be a teacher in a classroom, a professor, you know, in some college, you know, or just do you. That's right. Musician, actor. Yes. Being an actor is not a less spiritual thing if you know you are called to it. Amen. You bring merriment, you bring joy, you bring um, um, real stories, values. Yes to people's lives in a setting that does not look spiritual. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we don't want to mention names of those who we know are really astute and you know even entertainers. And that's an area people are maybe afraid to go into. But if you are called to be in that area, go. But go with the anointing of God. When you go with the anointing of God, it means you will stand. That's right. It means that you will not fall. It means that you will be different. It means that at the end of the day, you're not going to be in some, you know, cult or something else. Yeah. It means that you'll be able to say yes or no, even That's to right. your managers, That's when right. they begin to say, um, oh, you've got to be like this, you've got to be like this in the entertainment world. This will not be excellent. You're going to break all the protocols because you you're not going to do some of those things. You won't basically go nude and you will still have the following and the shows and people will still pack out your shows. Just... Do what is you yes. and unique to you in your values and in your anointing. You know, that's one area I feel could be very intimidating yeah. for Christians. It can be um, something that... Everybody can stay in the pulpit. Yeah. Everybody can't be behind the pulpit, you know. And one mm -hmm. thing that I've learned and I value um, about the anointing is, is something I, we, we say in our house all the time. There is no competition for the anointing. Mm. You know, so when people are fighting, oh, Pastor, I'm called to preach. Oh, you know, let me lead the women's ministry or let me mm. do this. People are fighting for, for positions position. in the house of God. Okay. Meanwhile, your anointing is for somewhere else. else. And when you enter into that the other realm, no competition. Oh. You don't have to fight. You don't have to push. You don't have Pastor to argue. Nancy, now you're you talking. go and now you are just grace. Why? Because the anointing breaks yokes. You won't even have to lift a finger. You will just, like you said, I'm in my element. I'm in my grace. That's it. I had to learn that. You know, this is what I was born to do. And so when you embrace, sometimes, you know, we are frustrated because we're wanting to this. be a prophet. But God didn't call you to be a prophet. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I want to be an apostle. Well, God didn't call you to be an apostle. Oh my God. Be who He called you to be. That's where you'll be. And for those anointed. who are called to be prophets and who are shy about it, what do you say to those ones? <laughs> Listen, if you are called to be a prophet, you need to get under some good teaching. You need to be mentored. You need to devour the word of God. Oh my God. And you need to allow yourself grace to grow. in church here grow because everybody's not going to come and say oh god gave me a word for donald trump mm -hmm. you have to start somewhere, somewhere and allow for there to be a process of time there's seed time anointings. and harvest ah, different this is amazing so i learned a long time ago 
um, struggle with it, but after a while, I stopped struggling with that. Jesus didn't say stay in the church. Mm, he said go, go. Ye into the world. Come on. He didn't say stay. Ye. So we are in the church, and when we say church, we're not even talking about the physical building. building. Okay, even if you want to imagine physical building, pastors teaching, you take the word, or church now is youtube there's a physical building you're i mean i can mention preachers i listen to and i have not been to their physical four walls yes. of their church yes. but they you know so he didn't say stay in the church he said go ye so we take what we have heard we take what we have learned we yes. take the world and we go into our own space Go ye into the world and make disciples of all people, engineers, doctors, not only preachers. Go. Because if we stay, it's just going to be a concentration of light. Come on. Salt cannot be salt in salt. That's right. You just need a little salt to go there in the world. Your flavor is there and the place changes. Your excellence is there. And it's like, whoa, we're so glad you're on board. You might be a pastor's wife. You're out there and you're so thinking, oh, I'm not being given the pulpit. I want to be able to preach. Pastor Nancy, Pastor Nancy. It might not be your time. Or it mm-hmm. might be your time and you feel they're not allowing you. Find somewhere else to preach. The place to preach is not only in the four walls of that church, Come that on. your husband's church. It's not the only place. It doesn't matter. They might be featuring other people. You pitch your tent. Because in the dispensation of social media now, mm-hmm. there was no social media when we came into ministry and all that. But now, I some let people know that that's your pulpit. Mm-hmm. That's go preach there. Yeah. Do your videos, put it there. I say, whoever wants to listen, That's those right. who we will bless will gather towards That's you. Right. They will follow. They will, and that will be like your in quote mini church right there. Yeah. So then the church in quote may even sometimes later on down the line say, hey, come on, we need over. some of that. <laughs> we need somebody like we you. We didn't know you had all of that in That's you. You right. know, I'm just saying, don't be stuck. But you know, the, mo- the, the motive is so interesting. When people say to me, well, you know, I feel like I'm called and no one's giving me opportunity, you know, for meetings and things of that nature. You know, it's always about, are you called to preach or are you called to win souls? Hmm. Which one is it? Because wow. Jesus, he said to us, go make disciples. Cycles. It's about winning win souls. souls. So, does that mean that I have to be behind a pulpit to win a soul? Is it the only way? You know, so when we have the understanding and we Hmm. begin to really look at our motives for why we want to stand up there with that microphone, right? Is it because (laughs) I need people to see me? Do I want people to notice me, to know I'm anointed too? I have a word too. I have a calling. I can prophesy. I can cast out a devil. (laughs) You know, sometimes you got to cast the devil out of your own self. And out of your own (laughs) motives, yes, because it's about winning souls. So that means I can be at Walmart winning souls. I can be a soccer mom. I can be winning souls. I can be, you know, maybe I own a a hair salon. I can be doing hair and winning souls. Well, Nancy, thank you. Thank you. Being a guest with me here today. It's been amazing. We've literally just had church today. (laughs) Friends, don't go away. I'll be back right after this.
welcome back friends well that's about all the time that we have on this episode but before i go i just want to pray for that person out there you might be overwhelmed you might really be in a place where you feel you know your spiritual life or your life seems to be ebbing away you seem to be in a limbo nothing much is happening happening you feel the fire dwindling like to pray with you that that desire to get back into the word into the presence of god to desire the milk of the word or the meat of the word that you may grow thereby i pray for listeners father right now those who need to get back into the basics of meditation in the word of reading your word of speaking your word father with boldness Lord, many are going through the motions, but I pray, Lord God, that you will baptize and immerse them once again in the fire of your word, Father, and you will not leave them to themselves, that they will come out burning with zeal for you, for your presence, and they will begin to see changes in their lives and in the environment. Thank you, Lord, for doing just that and even beyond that which we have asked. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, till I come your way again, keep shining. Bye for now.